Welcome to Quit Bleeping Around, a podcast dedicated to helping you achieve more in life. Here's your host, Christina Eanes. Hey, Super Achievers. In this episode, I'm interviewing Charles Collins. Charles is a best-selling author of the Life Craft book series, producer of Making a Masterpiece of Your Life audio collection, and publisher of Life Masterpiece Journal. Welcome, Charles. Thank you for joining us today. Good morning, Christina. Thanks very much for having me. Well, I'm excited about living life as a craft and learning more about it. But before we get into that, can you share a little bit about your background with the listeners? Yes. So for my professional career, which is uh, I'm on the other side of now, and uh, uh, meaning that I am a consultant to businesses that want, I, I help them in what's called enterprise performance management. And that is the aligning of the organization around their goals and objectives and the uh, smoothing out of their business processes so that everybody links together the right way and does the right things at the right time, which is kind of going back to what you will hear more about is the ancient workshop of everybody working together and getting things done in the same way. Uh, and that uh, career lasted oh, decades and took me all over the world. And today, um, I've now taken all of the research that I've done over the last 35 years, uh, which I started for my family, and I'm releasing it as life as a craft in the way of craftsmanship so that other people can, can learn from, from those lessons. Oh, well, let's do that today. Wonderful. So how, do we, how is life as a craft? How do we learn to do that? I think one of the best ways to start is to have all of the listeners who might be tuning into this program and the 77 plus countries around the world that listen to you <laughs> to stop for a moment and to look around them, look around yourself and possibly even on your own desk and look at the masterpieces that surround you. And they can be masterpieces of thought, such as literature or a scientific paper. They could be masterpieces that are wrought in materials from clay to stone to a magnificent painting. They can be masterpieces of culinary art in which the, the smells and the colors and the tastes just, you know, overwhelm you. And look at those masterpieces and stop for a moment and now start reversing back to the individual person or persons behind that masterpiece and what it took them to create that work of art, that masterpiece. And what you will find, and everyone listening can relate to this because it's all around us, all over the earth, is that these masterpieces are the result of an individual's commitment to excellence and then their actions of going about the process of observing, learning, practicing, and daily incremental improvement in their trade, skill, and occupation, in their execution, such that they can create this masterpiece that you see in front of you. And Everyone, as you know, loves a masterpiece. There's just something about it that speaks. It's the quality of the work and it speaks for itself. So life as a craft puts forward the idea that if we are capable all over the world of doing this from our early days up through the rest of our life, why does that have to be focused in on one thing such as our career or vocation? 
why can't we take that same principle structure, which it is, and apply it to everything we do in our lives with the end objective of making a masterpiece of our entire life? Ooh, I love that. <laughs> Mas- I, I'm kind of speechless right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's a wonderful thought, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> and every one of us can relate to it and and it and it and it's a universal human thing that is in every village, in every town, every city, and we can touch it, we can smell it and we can uh, enjoy it. And craftsmanship, which is the underlying principle for all of these things, can be applied to the way that you become a parent. It can be applied to the way that you conduct yourself. Craftsmanship is applicable to any way of working and living. It's an attitude of mind. And it is also the pursuit of performance excellence, that is doing something well. And I must tell you that I'm sure all of your audience will relate to this, that anytime any one of us does something well, we fill ourselves with a, with a state of self-esteem and self-pride, which is just uplifting. We're proud of ourselves and with good reason, because we've done something well that took us time and effort to, to develop and to execute. And when we feel that sense of pride and we walk out into the world, people see us glowing and they say, look at that person, <laughs> you know, like yeah. they're, they're <laughs> full of pride. They're not egotistical. They're full of confidence and self-pride. Well, if that is effectively at the root of our lives, our central purpose, which is to fill ourselves with this pride, then the way of craftsmanship teaches something very special in all trades around the world for 10,000 million years. And that is when you achieve that level of excellence, it is not only just for yourself and the building of your own masterpiece, but it is then required and delightfully so to share that work with the world. That means you, yourself, your life, your, your work, your human being. So there is this, this self-fulfillment and social sharing that separates craftsmanship as a principle for the way that you do your work and conduct your life from what we'll call skilled artisanship, which is you're good with the tools and you're good with the materials, but you haven't yet gotten to the level of now sharing it with the world. Mm, Yeah. So it's, it's, I'm very fascinated too, by the mindset portion of this, right? So it reminds me of, I'm sure you've heard the story of the guys walking by people who are laying bricks Right. And he asked the first guy, what are you doing? He says, laying bricks. The second guy, he asked, what are you doing? He says, oh, I'm building a wall. And then the third guy said, um, what do you say? Uh, oh, I'm building uh, an amazing cathedral that people are going to come to for hundreds of years. The artisan. So that reminds me of that. Artisan to craftsman. You just went right yep. through it. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> you just went through it. And this is what's important as far as actionable strategies for your audience. And that is to understand that If every trade, craft, and occupation that we practice has the three personalities that you just mentioned in the brick parable, that the apprentice is the beginner. This is where you're learning, right? I'm making the bricks, you know, and then as you move on to the next phase of journeyman or journeywoman, 
or the journey work phase, which is also in life, you realize that you're building that wall, you're building something of structure, something of substance, and you are distinguishing yourself as a craftsperson in your life and in your work. And in that third phase of the way of craftsmanship, you now attain the level of master. And the master craftsman or craftswoman Mm. is the one that fully understands the vision of what is to become from the building work and has that vision in their mind. And that's what is pulling them forward, not just at the apprenticeship stage. Oh my gosh, I'm doing, I'm carrying the water and I'm making the, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So how, how do we, how do we do this? How do we become this, uh, you know, this master craftsperson? Well, the simplest way, and this is what it took me years and years to boil down um, after looking at thousands of trades, occupations and professions. I'm talking about everything from the Supreme Court justice down to the brick maker. And that is, is that they all have fundamental base principles. The first thing is, is to de- Decide and sit back and listen to this podcast and to go to the materials that we've made available for you and determine whether or not you can make the connection in your mind, as you do with your career, that life can be a learned craft. And when someone says, okay, I can connect to that and I would like life, the entirety of it, to be worked and to be lived as a learned craft, the next step has to be adopting the mind of the craftsman or the craftswoman. And this is a second thing that has to be done before you begin the work. That means that you will commit to approaching and learning that trade craft occupation, in this case, life as a craft. Now, when you anchor those two things in your mind, before you've done any work, that you've made a commitment in order to take a vision of yourself and then make it a reality, which is the work involved, when you said, all right, I'm willing to take this on, you can then go to the next step. And the next step is to learn two fundamental things. That one, this trade or craft called life has a structure associated with it. And those are the five elements, the five master buckets of the of what you will learn. And by the way, you're already learning these things, but these categories help you organize them. And the mm-hmm. second key is that this craft, unlike crafts that you learn in seven or 10 years, this craft is practiced over the entirety of your life in four distinct phases for about 80 plus years. Wow. So I'm making notes here. <laughs> So let's do you want to dive, dive into the buckets or the phases first? Yeah, entirely your call. I'm, I'm, I'm following let's do the buckets. You. Okay, let's do the buckets, <laughs> the five elements. So we've basically said that if you look at all of these things that are you're, you're doing in your life day to day, you're doing mom things, you're doing dad things, you're doing parent things, you're doing worker things, you're doing neighbor things, you're doing personal, individual, private, quiet things, all of these things that you're doing every day these little topics of you know errands and work and so forth are not disconnected they're not just elements that are being thrown at you if you have a framework within which to view and understand them if you don't have a framework which are the five elements then all of these things are like a collage 
they're coming at you randomly, kind of haphazardly, and you're probably sticking them on your nose and your ears like post-it notes. And, you know, you're, you're making a collage of your life. And some people might find that quite enjoyable, and that's how they're going to approach it. Doesn't mean that your life can't be rendered as an abstract painting, but there are rules and there are processes to create a beautiful abstract painting. It just doesn't happen by itself. So the five elements of life basically say, if you know these five elements, everything that you can think of or do falls into one of these five elements. And they are element one, family heritage. And that takes the human being, which is us, we're the primary material of the craft, starts in a garden called a family. And the heritage from the past, the present, and what you leave to the future has an enormous impact on the quality of you, the individual material you're going to work with for the rest of your life. The second element is called personal and family finance, excuse me, um, family and household management. And that says that if you're growing up inside a workshop, which is the household, (laughs) it's the little micro workshop being run by workshop managers. The way that that workshop is managed, organized and carries on on a day to day for the people who live and work there and grow up there, it's going to have a significant impact on how well and how socially good that they interact with others when they go into other workshops and whether or not they're going to carry burdens as they leave that workshop to go into the world. So that's family management. The third element is personal and family finance. And what that says is you personally learn first or not (laughs) the idea of what finance is and how that works and how money moves into your life and out of your life and how you handle it. But when you go into form a family, however that family is formed, you bring those two very critical individual experiences together as mom and dad, partners, however your household is formed. And those need to be blended and intermixed so that the entire household uses that financial because today's world is all based on money flowing through the house and out. We don't barter as much as we used to. The fourth element of life as a craft teaches you to now look at every craft has a primary material, wood, clay, stone, whatever it might be. The, The craft of life, the human being, is the primary material that you, the craftsperson of your own life, are going to shape and perfect and improve over your lifetime. So the human being, like any trade, when you go in, you become an apprentice, you need to learn all of the attributes of the primary material so that when you go about applying tools, which is the fifth element of life as a craft, and shaping that material to achieve an end result, that you do not damage the material in the process. Yeah. So those are the five elements. Oh, wow. I could see too that primary material, it's, um, you know, shaping and perfecting it both physically and mentally Correct. and emotionally. Yeah. All of that stuff, right? This is whole life stuff. I love it. Yes. The inner human being and the outer human being. And when, and in the way of craftsmanship, Craftsmanship teaches balance and perfection. Perfection doesn't mean you become perfect. Perfection is incremental improvement, right? To perfect, Mm -hmm. right? The action of. So if you have the inner human being and the outer human being and they're out of balance, then they're they're not flowing together. They're working at cross purposes. So to improve that balance, we then bring in our mentors and our teachers 
to help us understand as we move through understanding the material, they help to teach us how to use tools and processes and techniques to improve working with the material that is us, the human being. And all of this starts inside our homes. Back to element one, two, and three. Yeah. Oh, I love the interconnectedness. So then all of this takes part over four phases, I'm assuming. Four phases of life in the traditional crafts and trades and professions of the world, and including if you go to colleges and universities, as you know, freshman, sophomore, junior, senior, there are four phases, apprentice, journey work, or apprenticeship, journey work, masterworks, and mentorship. And the way that it works in the craft of life is, is this way. Up until about age 14 or so in the craft of life, you're primarily in the childhood phase. You haven't crossed out yet. So you have two or one, whatever the case may be, craftsmen or craftswomen working and, so to speak, shaping your life in these early days, these early phases. That's why these first three elements of family heritage and so forth and so on are very important. At around age 14, most cultures around the world have a rite of passage that takes the child out and joins the society of adults. That can be a very extreme physical rite of passage or just one that's ceremonial, but nonetheless, it starts that journey of apprenticeship. And that in our today will go to about age, early 20s, mid 20s, right? That's the learning phase. You're going to school, you're learning life. Well, this is the phase if you're a parent now from an actionable strategy, you could use that phase to be sure that your child is seeing life as a craft and that their job is to make a masterpiece of their life, not just in their career, but in a wide range of things in the five elements. At around age 25 in the craft of life, you cross over to the journey work phase, and that's going to last about 20 years up until age 45. This is when you are trained as a craftsperson in life, but you're not yet distinguished. So now you go out to journey into the world, and now you will distinguish yourself as a craftsman and a craftswoman in your career, in your family, by becoming a parent probably, and all the other elements. And over these 20 years, you will be building. That's like the second person building the wall in your brick layer analogy, right? That's the journey work phase of life. At around age 45, you're crossing over now to the masterworks phase of life. And now you're going to be executing for the next 20 years your master plan. And that includes writing your master's journal. And now you're at the level of masterpieces for the next 20 years. And all of these things, this is when you're executing at a high level across all the different five categories of life as a craft. And then finally, as you move at to around age 65, what you have laying before you now is the fourth and final phase, mentorship. And what that means as a phase is a little different than mentoring as an act, which we do throughout all of our lives. We're mentors as needed to one another. But when we cross into the fourth and final phase, what awaits us, like going for your PhD, so to speak, is the rite of passage into eldership. And this phase is extremely important because now what you will do over the next 20 years, which is the phase I'm in right now, is you will be gathering up lessons, processes, tools, and artifacts from your work in your life, including your master's journal, and you will be creating a collection of artifacts, both mental and physical artifacts, that you are now going to package. And when the time comes for you to close your workshop and pass on to the great beyond, what you leave behind from that last 20 years is the legacy that the next generation as they start learning element one, family heritage begins to take up and grow from. Mm. 
That's motivating. <laughs> it gives you a reason for living every day. Yes. Yes, it does. Oh, I love it. So speaking of you being a mentor, can you share how listeners can learn more about this and and make it part of their lives? Yes, they can go to the Life Masterpiece Journal, which is everything is structured there that I just talked about. It's at mylifemasterpiece.com. Excellent. And so we will make sure that gets in the show notes so they can go there. Great. Your final piece of advice for our listeners. That you are the craftsperson of your life and your work for the rest of your life, all the days of your life, is to make a masterpiece of your life. And at the end of your life, to leave that as a legacy for the next generation to grow from and stand on the shoulders of giants. Mm, Thank you so much, Charles. You're welcome, Christina. If you'd like to learn more about Charles, visit his website at medium.com forward slash life masterpiece journal. Interested in expanding your employee development program? Visit ChristinaEans.com to look at the many workshops Christina has available for you.